All right, guys, big episode of the Nordies podcast here. We talk Book of Boba Fett, Lightyear, The Wheel of Time, and our new Matrix rewatch, A Glitch in the Rewatch. Here we go, Nordies podcast. And here we go, Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? I feel a lot better. Oh, man, I'm good. You know, got some stress off of the shoulders with that last pod. Yeah, I feel good after our sports cast. We kind of buried the Vikings, but there was a lot of fun sports talk, some really cool takes. So go check that out. Um, also, guys, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's podcast and subscribe anywhere you guys get your favorite podcast from to get the Nordy's podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Yeah, that's great. Appreciate we appreciate that. it. Yep, mm-hmm. We do. We do. Thank you. Um, so, guys, what are we drinking this time? All right. We're at Two Harbors, Minnesota with Castle Danger. They released a Mosaic Fresh Hop beer. Ooh, I've never seen it before from them. And... It's pretty tasty. It's it's vastly different from the the beer we had just just uh, one podcast ago. An IPA as well, but totally different style. Very different style. Um, I kind of like Castle Danger as like a, a good second six pack uh, every once in a while. So mm-hmm. um, I think this is pretty good. Nice drinkable beer. Yeah, well done. Yeah, I like this. And inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right, guys. So. Here we go. Lots to talk about today. First things first, uh, one of our favorite shows on here, um, Atlanta. I'm throwing it out first. Atlanta. Yep. Uh, what did they do? What did he do? How did he put his trailer out? Yeah. So, you know, they got season three. They finished filming, but they've still got a ways to go. Um, so Donald Glover on Halloween was like, happy Halloween and and did a link to a website that for like a few hours, you could go watch kind of like a weird random footage, chopped together, sloppy trailer. That just pretty much ended with like 2022. So you're like, all right, it's coming 20 next year sometime. Didn't give you much. Um, and then it disappeared. So uh, it's kind of like, you know, guerrilla marketing, whatever. I didn't even get to see it. So I have nothing. It was just like, you know, a slow close up of Paperboy. And then there wasn't much there. But it is nice to know that it's coming. I think that they um, will deliver something kind of special. I think that this is like a big Euro tour season. Because I know they filmed almost all of it in Europe. Correct. So... Paper boys on the road. We're gonna see, you know, a bunch of dudes from Atlanta trying to survive in Spain and shit. So I don't. I think it's gonna be great. Their bottle episode this season is gonna be very weird. Of course, yeah. It's they're all gonna be a little bit weird, and then the bottle episodes are gonna be like this: either works or it doesn't. Yep. Season one did not work. Season two, maybe the best episode of the season. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Let's uh, move to some Disney news. Disney Plus. Gave us a trailer for the Book of Boba Fett coming out later this year. What'd you guys think? I don't know. <laughs> we watched it. I thought it was just okay. Um, my take was or is that I think Mandalorian was like this very cool new IP and this cool new show with a big name, Pedro Pascal. Big budget. Big budget. You know, they brought in some cool stuff. And, you know, obviously, you know, at the end of season two, you know, there was some payoffs and stuff like that. Um I feel like this is the Fear the Walking Dead spinoff mm. where like they're trying to capitalize on this Mandalorian um, lore and universe. Right. And it's just not going to be quite as good. Right. And it's Which is a perfect example. Yeah. I mean, I think Disney knows that they're like, if we get 70% of the people that watch Mandalorian to watch this, 
That's a win for them. Yeah. Which is the same strategy AMC uses with their spinoffs for Fear the Walking Dead or better The Walkers Saul. or whatever the fuck. Sure, Better Call Saul, a good, another good example. Like, let's capture some of the audience. That was the biggest thing we ever did. Let's just play off that, right? Um, which makes me a little nervous. And watching this trailer, dude, I don't care. When I was watching Mando and they had the like the little clip of, uh, you know, Boba Fett like sitting on the th- on what was it, Jabba the Hutt's throne. Did that do anything for you guys? No. Did you care about that? I didn't, care, I didn't all. care about that at this all. This is a story that I don't care about or yeah. I don't think needs to be told. That doesn't mean I'm not going to like it and watch it because I will. I will watch it the moment it drops. I'm going to be really excited about it. But it is just a story that I don't really care to hear about. Yeah. I mean, the trailer kind of paints it as him trying to take leadership and like rule this kind of like criminal underclass uh, in like, you know, not with fear, but with respect or something. I Dude, I just don't care that much. Dude, about give me this, the fear. So. That sounds yeah. more entertaining. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so I don't think this was a super strong trailer. Uh, I, here's the thing that kind of sucks: is that if it's kind of boring and it's not that great, that's even worse for me because I'll still watch it. Right? I can't wait. I'm gonna watch it, but it's I'm not excited about it right now. Well, exactly. Right. So that's like, you know, you're gonna bad. fucking watch all of it. So it's kind of even scarier that it might not be that exciting or good. What's the potential meter for them doing what like Marvel did to, you know, Wanda and Vision and Captain, you know, any of these uh, other sub characters, you know, that aren't the main ones of like kind of moving the needle to the other side where you're like, okay, I actually kind of care about this person a little bit. Do you think yeah. that's high? I think pretty high. I, I think, yeah. I think that they they have kind of a formula for making these shows right now. And I, I'm not smart enough or well-versed enough in television to know exactly what that formula is. But all the shows kind of feel the same. And they dive into the same kind of issues, even if they're one's dealing with a witch and one's dealing with the guy who misses his family or something. Yeah. I just think they kind of nailed it. And so I'm assuming you're going to leave really caring about Boba Fett. Is this Filoni? Is, I don't know. Is this his, I guess it's I think he's probably Filoni. he's probably executive producing or something. Okay, yeah. Sure, I fair mean, enough. if he I cannot imagine this dude has time to do all the shit he does um and really like write every episode and direct every episode. He's just so consulting basically. At some point yeah. he's going to have to fucking farm some stuff out and that's probably he'd probably start with this one. I, so would, I don't know. I would say that my excitement level for this trailer is the lowest of any of like the Star Wars shows that have come out or have been announced. I'd say Star Wars or uh, Marvel. I'd lump those in, too. Yeah. It's, so. it, it, it just... We complain about uh, trailers showing too much, and this showed <laughs> so little. Yeah. I think they went too far to that to that side, where it's just like, this is just Boba Fett talking to other bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back. I... Yep. I, I don't know. just Or, or other, you know, races of, of bounty hunters or whatever. It, it just didn't seem like anything that seems too compelling, but... Like you guys said, we're all going to watch it, of course. Yeah. Speaking of Disney it's coming out in November, or December, telling so. a story that we don't necessarily need to hear. Uh, we also saw the Buzz Lightyear show. It's called Lightyear, right? Yeah. Uh, this confuses out on me so Disney much. Disney Plus as well, and uh, we—you guys don't believe that that uh, these toys could be made into live action with real people, <laughs> but you're fine with this toy getting a deeper voice as he ages? No, it's it's a prequel. Why you didn't does watch his the voice trailer. change? Well, the everything changed, and that's what I need someone to explain to me. Um, if you guys watched a near-perfect movie in Toy Story 1, the biggest plot point was Buzz Lightyear discovering that he didn't have this great adventurous life, that he was just a toy that was created, and those are like false memories, and he's literally none of that happened, right? Well, 
And he, you wouldn't he, you wouldn't know by watching this trailer because it's like a different animation style. It's like a little bit more realistic looking, right? It's they don't look like toys. He looks like a person. Um, and he is younger. And this is him like coming up through Starfleet. Uh, he's you know fighting Zorg and he's doing his real adventures. He's not. A, this is not the story of a toy. Um, so I don't really know if it's like truly like a like a spinoff, like um, you know Marvel's doing with their like. What's the series they're doing where, like, doesn't really matter? They can do whatever they want. Um, what what if? if? If it's like that, or they're going to open Star with, Wars. with, like, Buzz Lightyear, just sort of, like, the toy, talking to some young toys around in, in Andy's room or whatever, being like, well, this is the story of me coming up in the thing. And he knows it's not real, but he has the memories, and so he might as well tell the stories, right? And maybe that's what they do right away. Mm. Or, he's or it's just like, otherwise, they can't make this really part of Buzz Lightyear's story. He's a fucking toy, dude. This didn't happen. <laughs> they and I'm taking that seriously because those are great movies. And the whole point of them is that they're not real. They're toys. Well, they, they So don't fuck up some of the greatest Disney movies ever. So many of Tom Hanks' lines were like, that's not real. You know, like he's... he's You're a toy. And then like watching <laughs> watching him go through like the five stages of like grieving. You know what I mean? Right. Of like denial and bargaining and then, you know acceptance and anger right. and all that stuff like it, they literally showed buzz going through all of that getting very metaphysical with a cartoon yeah but like you said there has to be some other explanation or they just or they're like they don't have any explanation or they don't and care. they just like paint it as a true sci-fi movie that's just whatever yeah and they could do that too but then they're not going to try to tie it into the toy story movies can the, i tell you how the I anger of the toy story one lovers is going to come I, hot i know don't fuck with those this is how be I like, actually he was real like no I wanted to start with all the characters we know and loved. And Woody was wrong all along. Yeah. And like what happens is, is that at the beginning of it, wherever they live now with whatever family, I'm sure it's like Andy's kids or something. It's a neighbor girl, I think. Yeah. Okay. So they live there, but that girl moves out and then their mom puts them in a tote, like a plastic tote and then seals the lid and then puts them in a closet and then they're just in there for eternity and it's really sad. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, since we had a lot of time, I'm going to tell you a story right. about Buzz Lightyear. But they just live in a closet tote now. I like the one where um, Andy w- wants to, he's an old man and he wants to be buried with them. And so <laughs> they're just in there with like a rotting corpse. <laughs> it's like a four panel cartoon I saw online. I love that. I know. So yeah, I, they'll have to either do something or do nothing because I don't want them to like fuck with those original movies. Okay, but. well, let's go this in depth with uh, the newest <laughs> member of the MCU. Uh, he's going to be an Ant-Man Quantumania and that is Minnesota's own? No. Why did Lives you think in Bill Minnesota? Murray? Minnesota owner. He owns Tied the to Minnesota? Po- yeah. T- yes. Tied to Minnesota for multiple reasons. I'm not really sure why. Um, Just one. Bill Murray. <laughs> well, well That's he, a really bad intro. No, no, but here's the thing. He, my friend Ryan is married to his like niece, and she's from Minnesota. And Why he, haven't we met him then? And he, and he uh, went and visited Bill in South Carolina, where I believe he lives now, okay. Charleston. And then they went out, and Bill didn't want to go out because it would be like more of a hassle for him to go out. So he stayed in, picked them up as their DD, and then made my friend Ryan waffles. And they stayed up and watched Sports Center until like two in the morning and ate waffles. What a dream! What a great night! What huh? a fucking dream! Yeah. I could die. Um, no, that sounds great. I don't know. He's gonna be in. He's joining the MCU, but he'll probably be like a like a cameo level almost, like a super spin, super quick hit in a funny movie. Quantumania, Ant Man. They're always the funnier. Ones, right he'll be great with paul rudd um don't know what he's gonna do but it's good news right i mean 
MCU has scooped up another great talent. We don't have that many more appearances from Bill Murray left. He's up there. Dude's got to be 75 or something, right? Um, I think he's older than that. He might be older than that. So, like, you're going to look it up? All right. So let's just get him in everything we can. This is great news. I'm psyched. I care a lot. He's the male Betty White. Oh, I like that a lot. We need wow. to we need to protect him. He's exactly but the like male Betty he's White. 71. He just turned 71. Oh my god, he looks like he's 85. <laughs> he looks older than he, yeah. Okay. My dad's older he's than that. He's the same that, age as Mike white. Zimmer, essentially. <laughs> Imagine he if Bill like Murray shit. was coaching the Minnesota Vikings. That would be hilarious. Yeah, but when, when he could do no wrong, they I wouldn't win any games, and we'd be like, "Bill, but we love Bill." <laughs> I love him. He'd Hire be like, "We didn't win Murray. any games, but he did have a pig bring the ball out to midfield." <laughs> we like <laughs> Bill because wasn't that what he did with the stupid St. Paul Saints? I don't know. Probably. Okay. That was a very deep cut from like a very deep baseball reference. Mm-hmm. St. Paul mm-hmm. Saints, though, they're like known for like their pig, like their pig man. They got pig stuff going on. Sure. Okay. Um, okay. Well. Guys, we care. It sounds like we care. Um, What's next? Witcher. Oh. The Witcher trailer. Uh, I'm from Netflix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'm not watching The Witcher. It seems stupid. It seems really gory and gross. You guys both kind of liked it. Did this trailer make you more or less excited for season two? It made me more excited for season two. I didn't watch the trailer. I think it's going to be a little more grounded. And I think it's going to focus more on like the monsters. And Do you, oh, good. Do you think because they have, now they got the budget a little bit even more budget for that stuff? Yeah. Do you think that they are going to try to do some crazy complicated timeline where no. they're showing? I mean, literally, they they decided to take a, a show where he doesn't age, right? He's like a magical Witcher man, and then split it up into three timelines. Every timeline, he looked exactly the same, and it's like, <laughs> no, but this is a hundred years later. Remember from the one little line the one guy said one time, quick, on a show that you're not paying that much attention to because you're waiting for the next monster fight. Bad call. Yeah, I think they tried to be too cute. With season one. Yeah. And I think... They forgot what they were making. Well, and it's I think... It's like a, a shitty... It's, so it's based on those novels or whatever, or those books. The and so books and the game and whatever. But I think but it's mostly based yeah, on the books. You're right. And, books. and so I think book two, which I think season two is going to be based on, is more focused on like this power struggle between um, three different sects of things, like the, the, the witchers and like him and Geralt mm-hmm. and what he's doing. And then... Then there's like the chick witches. The, yeah. the And like part like humans and stuff like that and then the monsters and okay. it's just going to be like this kind of uh, merry-go-round of of fighting like the trailer had some like really cool like teasers for fight scenes um, okay. of various monsters as opposed to like just one so yeah um i think it's going to be better all right i'm excited um i think that it needs to be a little bit better than season one for me to keep watching it uh agree it, it can't quite even be as just the same i probably would stop halfway through. yeah and it got weird too at certain times yeah um also i can't imagine a tv series opening um with a worse example of something of trying to get eric to watch it than like yeah. the fight scene in the town yeah where he's like, like literally ripping. cuts every throat <laughs> in the fucking tri-state area <laughs> Eric had to be like, okay, uh, what are we doing here? I'm out. Never going to be for me. Um, I think you would actually like most of it, by the way. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I I can't be giving you notes like, okay, in episode two at moment 705, 1525, 1527, 380. Yeah. Uh, 17 different times uh, you can't look at the screen so um yeah i care i'm excited i will watch the trailer i just haven't yet but i'll watch the series so okay and here he comes he actually is is standing this year at 
150 feet. That's the size of a 15-story building. And here he comes, just like every year. He escaped his house with John and Odie. That's right, it's Garfield. That's what happens every year at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh. Garfield is still famous. It's the only place he's still famous. And he's I had no idea. I didn't know what you And he's doing, coming but... back this year in movie form, and he will be voiced by, of course, Chris Pratt. The only person that studios call when they need a animated character. Besides, I guess, Chris Evans. Have you guys never watched the Thanksgiving Day Parade? Yeah, yes, that was good. I, I see what you're doing now. Yeah. It just like yeah. just I didn't hard. know you were going yeah. there. Yeah. But yes, it makes sense. Um, There's like eight Thanksgiving Day Parades, so I don't I didn't know which one you were talking about. Are we mm-hmm. talking about Macy's? Are we talking about the one in California? Like, there's you had to be specific. We know it's the New York we one. know that uh, that Glee has been off the air for for eight years now. But here comes the former cast of Glee <laughs> to sing you a little song. <laughs> yeah, that Jane, sounds right. Jane Lynch, Jane Lynch uh, throwback. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, I don't care about this at all. Um, there's nothing that could happen in this trailer. Um, Ooh, 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 do Paw Patrol. <laughs> okay, we're good. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I, I just I don't care about this at all. I mean, why did we? I never liked this? Garfield. No, I never got. I never liked the cartoon. I never. I always skipped the punchline for the. Remember the comic book? Okay, there was a cart. The the paper Sun, okay? Sunday comics. The yeah. Sunday fucking paper. You'd get a Garfield. You know what the punchline every single time was? He ate a bunch of lasagna. <laughs> oh my god, hilarious. And he was like he was, I was like, like give me the Dilbert, give me some of the other hitters and then I move on. Like maybe a family circus cuz it's only the one no, panel. I like Calvin those. and Hobbes. Cal- yes, Calvin and Hobbes absolutely. But didn't Dilbert officially change his name? If you get a far to- side, you're very lucky. That was amazing. Isn't Dilbert now named Qbert? No, I think Qbert was one of That's the a video was game. like his dog. No, nah, I meant Q like QAnon. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that Dilbert dude like I don't know. No, is he? Yeah. Stop. Yeah, yeah, Don't yes, ruin this for me. He's very like that. Wow. Um so anyways, let's well, go he's to pretty a... smart. I might give Q a chance. Like I... <laughs> <laughs> let's go to a, a brighter spot than that. Yeah. And that is uh everybody's favorite stuntman steve-o um has said that every time that the wild boys were filming on location in africa they were actually just filming in los angeles (laughs) (laughs) dude i guess we should have realized this but i just totally believe that like they went and like went over to africa and filmed like they totally told you that they were there i mean yeah they made it really seem like that um but they were just at like a, a wild animal sanctuary like theme park fucking place like outside of la the whole time so they would cut in footage of like the african safari that they would just buy off like shutterstock or whatever the fuck and then they'd like be in a jump out of van and like you think they're there but they're like there's probably a highway right behind them i would say the bear grills of mtv shows. there you go yeah i would say that steve-o is one of the more likable celebrities in my opinion and for a guy who was addicted to like whippets and alcohol and pills and everything Everything, and has done just ridiculous things for him to cocaine and stuff yeah yeah, for him to be so likable is such a victory and his ability to laugh at himself is second to none and his want to entertain you is probably also second to none. So I can't wait. Jackass 4 or whatever is coming out soon, and it's going to be a blast. And and if you're looking for like a, a podcast that you know maybe you're bored uh, with... Our same old takes? Our or... same takes over... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. After you listen to ours. Steve-O's yeah. podcast is really good. Oh, is it? Yeah. it's He does the smartest thing ever, which is let the guests talk. Nice. Because he, he's very difficult to listen to now, you know, with all his like throat issues. Um, oh, 
like you don't want to hear Steve-O talk for an hour. Okay. You want to hear like Casey Neistat or, you know, any of these like Burt Kreischer or, you know, Tom Segura talk mm-hmm. more than him. So they tee up some questions and just let the guests go. And it's fantastic. Okay. That's a that's a hot rack. I like that. All right. And next, then he, oh. sorry. And then he tries to pedal. Um, this will burn your butthole hot sauce that Steve-O uh, owns as well. All right. So. Nice. All right, this one's a big one. We got a trailer, a second trailer, I believe, for Wheel of Time, uh, the big, massive series that is uh, going to be on Amazon Prime. So what do you guys think of this? How excited are you guys for this show? A little bit more now. Um, Slightly. I thought that this second trailer was better. It looked less cheesy, although it's very serious. Very serious. Which means that it needs to be as good as Lord of the Rings or else it's going to be cheesy. Like you said during our text chats of like, Every line they have is like something dreadful is coming. And yeah. We must thwart it. You know? Right. <laughs> yes, like, exactly. We must prepare for the doom incoming yeah. of the, you know, it's it's very self-serious. And I just hope that they can nail it because they spent a bajillion dollars on this fucking show. They've been making it for fucking four years. Um, I hope it's good. I really, I mean, it's coming up. It's coming up like in, I think the 16th of, of November. Um, so we're going to get to see it pretty soon. Um, it's made by the company of a dude who made a penis shaped rocket. So my hopes Mm. have dwindled significantly, even with the trailer being a little bit better than the first one. True. I don't know. I'm like on the fence. Yeah. I've definitely checked my expectations, which I think is good. I think everybody should check their expectations and not be like, I'm a huge fan of the books. I know this is going to crush or like, I love Game of Thrones. This is going to be the next Game of Thrones. Um, it's not probably neither of those things are true. I hope it's entertaining. I think it'll be better than The Witcher. I want it to be better than The Witcher. It won't be as good as Game of Thrones. I hope it's not going to be as good as their upcoming Lord of the Rings. Uh, But that would still be really good to watch. So I hope it's somewhere in there. It's the Timberwolves of TV shows. I hope it's entertaining and fun. Yeah, there you go. I'm excited, though. Okay, also, uh, Cowboy Bebop trailer dropped on Netflix. Jim, you've been talking about this forever. What'd you think? Forever. Dude, it looks so good. Don't you think it looks good? Even if you like, I've watched a lot of the cartoon, the original, and it's pulled really like closely to that. I don't care that it is necessarily. I just want it to be good. John Cho looks awesome. The other characters look cool. I think it's going to be like fun and exciting and hard R rated. Um, It should be like awesome. I think the budget looks good. Did you see the trailer, Ryan? I did, but I know for you, for somebody that's like hasn't seen the original, does it just do nothing for you or not really? Okay, all right. I. I don't think John Cho felt natural mm-hmm. in the role compared to like what the world seemed to be like. But with that said, I am going to give this a chance okay. because I trust you. Well, I do. You can let me watch it first and I'll, I'll oh, let no, you no. know. I'll dive in. All right. Because what, what better way to do that than with like a completely blank slate? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I have literally zero expectations for this show. So if it's good and I enjoy it, it's a win. Yeah. If it's not that great, and it sucks. Like I'm not, I'm not out anything. Yeah. You know? So I am excited. I think it actually looks pretty good. I don't think it's gonna like become the biggest new hit. It's not Netflix. gonna be Squid Game, <laughs> right? Which was a big surprise. So I'm excited about it. Uh, I'll definitely be watching it right away and letting you guys know what I think. Eric, so. what were your thoughts on the trailer? Didn't watch it. Yeah, exactly. Not a trailer guy. Okay, uh, Dune two. It's officially coming. Dune was such a big hit. Green I think lit. Like I think they yep. like waited to see like is this going to be worth it? And then I think they did, which is kind of weird. Did. People 100%. liked it enough that they were like, okay, fine, we'll do it again. Um, we obviously are excited about this. And then uh, Succession, which we'll talk about in a minute. The current title belt holder. Big season time. four. It's renewed for season four. It sounds like five seasons in total. 
That would be perfect. That would be the perfect run for that that show. Um, but yeah, I, hell yeah. Even if it was just four, and they four wrapped, might be and good. they wrapped it up mm-hmm. in the next like ten episodes, essentially. Right. I'd be fine with that. Yep. I would be too. I I, I think that they would have announced when it was renewed that that was renewed for the final season. Yeah, they usually fair enough. they usually say that. Um, but I mean, they may announce like late down the line, like in production, like this final season coming and I wouldn't be that surprised, but I think it's gonna be five. And then have you guys also been watching Larry David? Curb. 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 Yep. Yeah. I only watched the first episode so okay. far, but yes, yeah, same here. And Ryan, you did watch the first episode now? Oh yeah. Okay. Loved it. Yeah, me too. Me too. A little weird start, but it was good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. So yeah, we got some good shit to watch right now, guys. I'm excited. So we've been watching Succession. It's probably the best thing on TV. Um, it's hard to get people to watch Succession because you really got to invest in the first half of the f- of the first season to like understand it's going to be fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little slow to get into. It's a little slow always. Right. But it's really good. And I know that's like a tough sell. Like I just can't. I don't really think you're going to get your students to watch it. But anybody listening that's like, you know, 25 or up um, for whatever reason, you just end up relating to adults a little bit more the struggles of like career and all those things uh the politics of the world and this, i just think that you're it's making like, it sound so boring but, but it is it those is those things, things and, it's, <laughs> and it's not boring no it, it's it, not it is one of the most difficult shows to verbally sell someone on yeah, yeah. right and i think that might be a little bit intentional uh-huh. um but it's also like the it's so difficult to be like okay these really rich people they own a media company and they're squabbling for the fortune yeah. everyone's like what that sounds right. terrible and boring mm-hmm. like it sounds like a soap opera i'm yes, like it is yeah but li- hear me out i'm like it, it is boring yeah it is kind of like a soap opera no there's no action um it's also spellbinding at times there's no there's not really any redeeming characters yep like it's just everything i think about it is like things that are like traditionally not great um but it is really a good show yeah, it's all hey, character driven. I, I, I just want to mention, I'm also watching Lock and Key season two on Netflix. Mm. Did you watch that? No, I, did you watch the first I season? Thought, yeah, I watched the first season. I I'm thought, watching the second season, and it's not a great show. Neither was the first season. I'm actually enjoying it quite a bit. I think it's better than OBX, which I couldn't get through ooh. second season. I mean, just in like it has, you can tell that it's on like an arc that it's has just, an ending. It's sexy twenty something year olds playing teens. Uh, essentially, yeah. Okay. There's okay. that. There's that whole thing. Um, it's a pretty good show, man. It's like, there's some like pretty bad actors that they gave a lot to do. You know what I mean? Like some of the, like the side characters in the first one, they're like lead character now, or like you're now the bad guy and you get so much screen time. You're like bad choice for that one. But, um, but it's pretty fun. It's, it's a wreck. All right. And then, uh, spoiler free, you guys both finished what we do in the shadows. How great did this, uh, third season end? It was, it was big. Like, you know, this is a comedy. And it's not necessarily a comedy where, like, they wipe the slate clean every episode and you can watch them out of order. This isn't Friends, you know. Um, But, like, some big things happened and transpired for a season finale of, like, a comedy, half-hour comedy. So, uh, watch it. It's actually, like, you can give spoilers on this episode, so we can't really talk about it. But it was really good. I'm excited to see next season for sure now. I would describe it as, like, a hard landing Mm -hmm. where you're like, okay, we're safe, but... That was scary for a little while. Yeah. Like, like what the not, fuck? Not how I anticipated this going. Right. I don't want to say They any- left it very open-ended, all these things. So I don't want to say anything else, but hard left turn. Yep. Yep. All that. Eric, let me know when you watch it. You shoot me a text, okay? Okay. I will. All right, guys. Here we go.
right, guys, it's time for a glitch in the rewatch. Nice. We got our name. We got our official name. The glitch in the rewatch. I love it. The Matrix. Matrix 1. Hold 1999? On. Oh, we have to the best still part, listen to the best part's coming. There we go. There we go. All right, guys. We <laughs> I didn't watched... know we needed 45 seconds of... It's we... a long intro. It's a yeah. long intro. Yeah. All right, uh, guys. We watched The Matrix, and uh, it's from 1999. It's like an all-timer movie that everybody has seen. And the thing that's most brilliant about it to me is that it's a movie about technology, and somehow all of the technology still works today still plays it Mm -hmm. still plays and plays well and so i think that like if you're going to make a movie about tech you have to understand that you're going to be behind technology badly in the future even by the time the movie comes out yeah you might be behind the times yeah and so i think that's difficult and i think that they made it this high tech movie about like the internet kind of and but they somehow also avoided like tech specifics too much right and so I think this works so well. Um, Keanu Reeves is really kind of boring, but interesting as Neo. And yeah, so we'll start with this movie. It's a classic like guy doesn't have anything going on in his life, doesn't think his life is special. Whoa, 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 whoa. You skipped ahead. Well, it's, it's just, not the opening scene. What's the opening scene? Trinity. Oh, yeah. yeah. With the FBI agents. Trinity with agents, and she has like a crazy chase escape. He's right? like, I sent two units. They're bringing her down right now. And then uh, men are Hugo- already dead. Exactly. And I remember seeing this in theaters, right? It just brings you back to 1999, whatever it was, when Trinity jumps in the air, and the camera spins around her, and then she annihilates everybody in the room. And they made that weird noise like that. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck was that? And what am I in for? And then the next 45 minutes, you're spend like intrigued as fuck and hanging on every word, but have no idea what's going Zero on or what clue. you're watching or what yeah. they're talking about or what the Matrix is or any of it, which was thrilling. It's a perfect description. Yeah. So you meet Neo and he's like, there must be more to life kind of person. And then he's someone who's not special. Uh, but then he starts, he gets... Uh, How's he get contacted again? Just through he's his a, computer. Yeah, he's like he's been desk. in contact uh-huh. with a few different. You he's, know, he's got like some searches running on his machine, and you can see like there's some like quick Easter eggs of like Morpheus's name pops up in like newspaper clippings mm-hmm. and things like that. So he's like searching for what the Matrix is. He's he's heard about it or felt it or something like that. Um, and then he gets a message on his computer that says. We've been watching you. Mm-hmm. And then eventually... Follow, the, with, white follow rabbit, the white rabbit. So then he's he's contacted by Trinity. Okay. Who yep. says, like, we want to set you up to meet Morpheus, essentially. Yep. Yeah. So this is all fun. Um, eventually, he is, like, being followed because he doesn't feel comfortable with this whole thing. He tries to go back to his job, but agents show up and he gets a mysterious phone call on a phone that was delivered to him, right? A cell yeah. phone from, a, yeah, like FedEx. Like it's FedEx to him. He opens it up. He gets a call. It's Morpheus. And Morpheus, like, you know, predates Jason Bourne trying to get the dude through the, the train station. Mm-hmm. And he tries to get him out of this office. And I forgot about the part where he climbs out of the window that, for some weird reason, opens. Yeah, um, yeah. it's just a crank window on a thirty-nine story <laughs> building, like no big deal. But he gets it's a out. very happy software company. They're not worried about people just jumping. Same I, China. I yeah. spent a lot of time being like, 
would I go out there? No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out there. Then I'm like, you know what? I'd have to. I'd have to go out there. And then I was like, no, nah, I couldn't walk around. Well, that he's thing. like, why are they after me? I, I don't understand. I'm nobody. And then, like, you had already found out that he was like a huge hacker and had committed all these crimes. It's like, no, you know why they're after you, and you know that you like are in huge trouble. Yeah. Regardless, you of course you don't really know who they are or what's going on. It, but you think you do. Well, and... I think that's the beauty of of Neo, right? Yeah. Is that they know Neo is a hacker. They don't know that Neo is Mr. Anderson. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But so, I agree with Eric. When you put yourself in that, like if it was one thing just to like slide across and then get on the scaffolding, but he had to like literally like step out over the edge and expose himself yeah, yeah, yeah. to the air beneath him while holding onto a cell phone. I don't think I would do it. I wouldn't have done it, no. I'd be afraid to be even on one of those like scaffolding things. Yeah, I know. I watched <laughs> what was the the Alex Honnold uh, free solo. Yeah, and great I movie. my whole body sweats just watching him climb yeah. without a rope. So yeah. I don't think I would be able to do it myself on top of a windy building. Yeah. So anyways, he gets arrested and they bring him in and he won't cooperate with them because he doesn't really have the information they're looking for. But they do this weird bugging of him where they put like this nasty like robot bug in his belly button. And it was like so upsetting to me. I've watched it many times. Still gross. And this time I like looked away. Oh, wow. still, it's still Ugh. gross. It holds up. Dude, they switch those... from like the CG to like a practical effect yeah. of the belly with the thing whipping around. And when they do that, it looks pretty damn good. Uh-huh. Dude, when the, the like... It's like tentacles, like all gather into his belly button and like yeah. kind of open the hole a little bit. Uh, like, <laughs> like, I didn't like <laughs> that. I didn't like it. So then, but then of course, and you know, his mouth shuts, which isn't, shouldn't be possible. Like it, you know, melts together. And then he wakes up like thinking, well, dream. this, okay, that was a horrible dream. Um, but then, you know, the Trinity and, and friends pick him up. And then they take the thing out. And he's like, okay, this shit's all real. That shit's real? And then he goes, yeah. And then he goes to meet Morpheus. And you get a super iconic scene in this derelict building with, uh, you know, the choice. You, and you, Morpheus, this is like, is this the coolest thing that Lawrence Fishburne's ever it's done? It's his opus. Yeah. God, is he good in this. Dude, like with the, the command with the no, he has. The no wire sunglasses? Yeah, the little like, like the little sticky things, the frames that just go right on the, over the bridge. So cool. Um... And then you get, you know, you get this like cryptic speech that sounds so epic, but you have at this point, if the first time you're seeing it, you have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. The Matrix is everywhere. If you ever looked out a window and seen it, if you, you can feel it, you know something is wrong. If you were in a dream and you, you thought it was real and you never woke up, how would you know the difference? You still have no idea what the fuck it is. And he goes, you know, I can't explain it to you. I'm like, you could explain it to him. Like, I can tell you what the Matrix is right now, but... Alas, in this movie, he doesn't. He chooses the red pill, which unfortunately has a lot of connotations with a bunch of fucking idiots right now. Yeah. Um, a bunch of incel dudes think that they've taken the red pill and that's why they hate women. They're or like, whatever. wake up, everyone. Women suck because they won't sleep with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took the red pill. You must have taken the blue pill. Yeah. One um, of the, one of the cooler... I'll take the blue pill all day if that's what I'll end up like. One of the cooler shots, though, was when he <laughs> extended his hands with the blue and the red pill and the reflection off yep. of his sunglasses was blue and red. And like just some of that cinematography for that time yeah. was like very advanced and really my clever shots, yeah. clever framing. I mean, the exposition was cool. Like you get all things that are true, but you don't have any context. You don't know why, what they mean yet. So all that stuff like clicks in in about five minutes screen time from where we are right now in the movie where... He goes in. 
right? He wakes up in this fucking jelly tube. Yeah. Well, it's that wild. was that was also a really like kind of creepy scene after he took the pill and then they had to like whatever it was they were doing to track him and find his body, he had touched like a mirror. Mm-hmm. And then that silver yeah. liquid stuff started crawling up of his body and then you hear that like like that scream yeah. that he the let digital, out. It was like, yeah, yeah digital like, sounds like a fucking thing, fax machine or something. It was really cool. Yeah. And I think it's still cool because Nobody told him to touch that mirror. Nobody told him what to do, and he did it, and then, like, they're like, it's replicating. Yeah. Like, there was a chance that this wasn't going to work. Right, that he was going to die. And they t- they touched on that later. Like, everything that was, like, kind of weird or whatever, they, they explain. There's nothing, yep. there's no plot holes in this movie. Um, You know, they're like, usually we don't pull people out. Their brains can't really handle it past a certain age, right? And he was too old, and they almost lost him because of it. Just insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then he, he, yeah, he wakes up in a pile of pink yeah. goo. Yeah, he's in a, a thing of goo. There's like a robot that comes for him, and when they dump him from his pod, um, he's picked up by his the ship, Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, and this time they or th- this was cool because they were like, "Yeah, you." He's like, "Why do my eyes hurt?" And they're like, "Because you've never used them before." Just such an iconic yeah. line. Yeah, seriously, and, so many of those. And then uh, they they have to stick all these needles in him to like stimulate his atrophied muscles, and I kind of liked how they had to like rebuild him as like an actual person with a physical body mm-hmm. at this point which was kind of cool it all makes sense yeah, yeah. he's yeah. literally been lying dormant for his whole so, life yeah um so that was cool and then um but you were cool with the acupuncture it wasn't yeah, too much yeah, okay. no, that was cool <laughs> and i liked it i thought that was fun and then uh you learn about these people on the ship who a couple of them were born in zion is that what it's called zion yeah. zion and zion is the last city of humans um something that will deep beneath the earth's core or whatever or it's still, yeah, warm, or it's still yeah. warm something yeah. we'll see later on sadly because it won't be that cool um yeah. but this ship is cool it's interesting and then just instantly they're like all right we need to go see the oracle let's risk everything well no but see, he had yeah. didn't he have some training well, he did first? the training yeah, yeah. which oh, yeah which was really like maybe where all of the matrix movies peaked mm-hmm. when they like the are just in the playground of like oh. using this technology to their advantage now and let's also not forget like neo did have to go through some like understanding of everything because he yeah. like threw up at one point and like passed out yeah and then he slept for you know a couple days and they kind of had to slowly integrate him like, and they showed him what the matrix was inside of like a, a computer program that they had made and you he know, said let to, me out yeah. yeah all that stuff um was great they can plug him back in he's learning all that we're learning all that at the same time and then he starts his training you know, he's also at this time also told of this prophecy and you'll be the one to save us. All these things are hitting him. Drinking from the fire hose at this point for him. As, like, as yeah. are we, as yeah. he is, everything. Um, and then he just gets to fucking fight in a dojo. And it's just awesome. Like, dude, when what he, a great scene of him and Morpheus fighting in the dojo. When they, Well, when they have the montage of like what he's learning and they're like jujitsu and like, I know karate. Yeah. And then he's like, I know kung fu. I loved it. Here, Jimbo, do it. Best line. He's like, I know kung fu. Yeah. What does Morpheus say? He leans over and he goes, show me. Oh, yeah. Show me. Yep. Such a great line. Yep. And they go in. Yeah. So they go in. They fight. It's really cool. Then they go in this program. He learns a little bit about the world, what he should be looking out for in these agents that all look the same. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was really this. This stuff was great. It was kind of trial by, you know, a quick, quick quick crash course for him in everything then they go out into the world to go see the oracle so we can figure out if neo is the one but the only thing i didn't like about this is that there was a big twist we knew one of them was going to turn but then they give us that information before it happens mm-hmm. and i didn't really like that yeah that we should we and that's not 
that was a little different for them to show that. That's not from any of the protagonist's point of view. That was information that only the one character, Cypher, had. Um, so a little different for like a narration choice. I, I didn't like it. Yeah. I actually thought it was kind of annoying. And, I was we, like, and, and we didn't necessarily need it because we understood like if he had just turned and surprised everybody we would have understood his motivations like really well i mean it like dude their life fucking sucks there they went into that like they're on a shitty ship they're always scared they're always fucking cold they don't have any food to eat like it's not a great place to live so i think that they showed that enough when he gave his big soliloquy of like you know as he's killing them one by one by unplugging them as he's telling you know explaining like the true villain this is my motivations. I thought that was all enough. So I, I agree. I thought that was weird that they did that. There was like a big twist in the movie and they just gave it to you. But whatever. So anyways, well, it, it kind of tied in a little bit to when Neo woke up like in the middle of the night and Cypher was like mm-hmm. doing the Matrix and he turned all the machines off. And then he said, they, he said yeah. something to the effect of like ah, another mind job yeah. when when Neo said like he, he mentioned something about like the prophecy. Yeah. And I think you're right in that they could have just left it there. Because uh-huh. you could clearly see that his motivations were not to help Neo, but for him to escape this place that mm-hmm. he didn't want to be in in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so anyways, um, they go into this world, they go see the Oracle, the Oracle's like, I'm sorry, but you are going to have to decide between your life and Morpheus's life, and I'm sorry, but you're not the one. So here she says something kind of interesting that I just wonder, as we get deeper into the rewatch, especially when we see this, you know, Matrix 4, which is coming out in a few weeks, um, she says, you know, you're not the one, sorry, maybe in, an, in your next life, yeah, which sorry, I just sorry, wonder kiddo. if, if that might literally be something like he wasn't the one in matrix three and in his next life, somehow in four, he's living that next life and he is the one we'll see. I just kind of wonder. And, you know, early in the movie, one of the first lines said to him was, wow, thanks. You're my own, you're my savior, my own personal Jesus Christ or whatever yeah. that guy. It's oh, like, God. yep, I know it's a little heavy handed. I get it. But like, there's definitely foreshadowing in this movie that will carry you through to three and hopefully even four. Yeah. So they end up going to see the Oracle and then quickly realize uh, he sees deja vu and they're all instantly freaked out. He's like, I just saw this cat and it looked like the same cat. Um, you, the viewer, know it was the exact same cat and they know something's wrong here. And as they try to escape, they end up going through the walls. Well, they said, uh, he's, they said um, what'd you see? And he's like, deja vu. It was the same cat. And then it walked by again. And they're like, that happens when they change something. Right. Mm-hmm. And you don't know who they is. I mean, you kind of assume it's agents. But again, this is like this very nebulous, mm-hmm. evil empire, you know, overseeing things. And then they start to panic. Yeah. And that's when Morpheus is like, switch, APOC. Yeah. Like the two characters that haven't said anything. Yeah. The <laughs> right. entire movie. Yeah, so this happens, and then um, on the ship, Cypher's killing the the crew. Um, Tank and Dozier. Yep, he kills them, and then they're trying well, to escape. Actually, kills sorry, 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 hold on. Kills we we got to back up a second. They're, they're in the walls. They're trying to hide from the FBI and agents, because I feel mm-hmm. like there's two different factions there. Yeah. Where the agents are using the FBI to maybe kill them or whatever. They don't care. They just want to recover the bodies or whatever. So then they go to try and escape and Cypher pretends to like fall down as they're all like escaping to try and find a phone. And that's when he gets, he finds another exit. Yeah. Another phone goes back to the ship and then everyone else is trying to get to a different phone somewhere else. And that's when Cypher starts 
laser beaming tank and dozier yeah yeah so you're kind of like they're screwed here he's in full control they do escape the building but they need a call back and the only person that can do it is the person that's turned on them and so you get this really eerie moment where he's going one by one and killing them um unplugging them yeah, from the matrix unplugging which, which them, is a death sentence mm-hmm. which i thought was really cool like yeah. this was really and cool a, and know, scary he's like if you have anything to say to switch i suggest you do it right now yeah like Pulls it too late. Yep. And she just drops. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool imagery. Scary stuff. And you think, all right, he's about to kill Neo to prove that Neo's not the one. And then uh, Tanker, Dozier. Don't which one. Um, Dozier. Live just enough to pop up and fucking blast Cypher's ass. So. Yep. Blast him. Kills him. Gets them back. Um but Morpheus has been taken in the meantime. Yeah, Morpheus has been taken. And he uh, had told Neo, hey, no one has ever beat one of these agents no one has ever lived to tell the tale well he does live but he's that's because they kept him alive after brutally beating him and neo is supposed to come back but doesn't he decide to stay the call comes in and she goes and then he doesn't answer the call and he decides to stay and go save morpheus no no no. they both they both exit oh okay and then he's like we We have to go go back yeah we have to go back in because that's when they do the gun scene Mm-hmm. With the the racks oh, yeah. of guns, they get all the guns. This is so fucking cool, best shit ever, Dude, coolest moment of all we time. We need guns, lots yeah. of guns. Yeah, they so go let's in load up America. and they absolutely light up everybody. They just destroy a bunch of walls. It's pretty cool. Like I'm not ripping. The it. music's great, right? Yeah, Does the music it, hold up. It was cool. I, I liked it. I I agree. It was a little overblown. I liked it more like 20 years. ago. Yeah, yeah I yeah, remember I it being the coolest scene, and maybe it's a little over the top. A little, a little overblown, for sure. Um, but eventually, you get a really cool scene where they save Morpheus, and then um, uh, Trinity's in a helicopter that's going down, and Neo like saves her, pulls her up, and Morpheus like he, Morpheus is like he is the one in this moment. Yeah. And no, the, well, he says, "Now, do you believe?" Someone says he is the one, though. Like while he's pulling her up from the helicopter, he slides to the edge of the building, catches oh, it, and then pulls her up. Unbelievable scene, dude. Sick scene. I, so I was dope. telling Jim before the pod, like my favorite is when he like kind of throws his arm in the air to wrap the cord around his his yeah. forearm, and then realizes, okay, I'm going down with a helicopter, and then. <laughs> She grabs her pistol, uh-huh. holds on to the wire, and shoots it, and then goes flying out of the helicopter as it crashes into another building. Unbelievable, unbelievable action scene. Hell yeah. That's really cool. And then uh, eventually, they this is where he they escape um, with the call, but, but he is l- l- stuck behind, right? The gunshot yes. shoots the phone, and he's in a... Just as Trinity escapes. He's yep. in a battle with... Uh, what's his name? Agent Smith. Agent Smith. And this is a great fight. This is a really cool, like, the first time that you're like, oh, Neo is just like a kind of like a superhero. Mm-hmm. And well, they, they, I mean, this whole thing was a superhero origin story, really. Well, they, yeah. and they called that out. They're, yeah. he's supposed to run, right? Run from the agents. Run, 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 run. And he looks up the stairs and he turns around and they said, what is he doing? And Morpheus says, he's beginning to believe. Mm hmm. And it yeah. was like, oh, Chills. shit. Great fight scene. Um, he keeps up, but he, he loses the initial fight. Mm-hmm. And he gets pulled in front of a train, uh, which is was weird to me. That they, He was like, this is the end, Mr. Anderson. And then he's like choking him. And instead, he escapes, flips up. My name is Neo. Not great. Not a great, not that, a great line. Didn't yeah. hold up that well. Uh, the train hits uh, Agent Smith, uh, but Agent Smith just gets off the train then when it stops. Well, I think his 
person died, yeah. and then he just morphed into another one right. that was like yeah, two inches away. That was sick. Which is why you run from the agents, because they can just literally yeah. fucking die and like f- go into another body yeah, yeah, two yeah. seconds later. But he ends up uh, fighting more, and then he gets shot like 2,000 times from like point blank. He's just like... Pow, 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 okay, so, okay, so to set it up, he started running again, and then there were multiple agents chasing him through this like apartment complex, and yeah. he's jumping He's trying to get windows. to the phone. He's trying to get to the phone that, you know, they're like, uh, there's one at Smith and 26th or whatever, and so he's trying to get to... Which, by the way, these guys would be excellent cab drivers because they know where everything is in this city. Yeah. yeah. But so he's he's running, he's trying to escape, and then he thinks he's made it. He's he's to the apartment door, he shoulders the door open, and then you hear... Just and it was like a really like just just enough to know let you know and you that see the muzzle flash on his face just to let and you you're know, like damn he just got shot just to let you know the gun went off and you're like fuck the prophecy wasn't fucking real yeah he gets shot a lot of times then he empties empties the magazine into him yeah, yeah. and you're like well he probably can't die but I don't know how he's gonna survive and so he's down he dies and then Trinity gives I don't know the love stuff between them isn't really for me I actually think it's kind of weaker it's part of the, the movie maybe not the best part yeah well, she's then, like you can't die because I love you well then we, we also have to we also have to back up a little bit too there were um, the squids whatever they were called mm-hmm. uh, comma at the same time and so they were coming in to destroy the ship that they were on which is also like they can't die yeah. in the real world because then they'll also die in the, well you know, and the oracle had told uh trinity you will love you'll fall in love you'll with the, the one, one yeah. right and so then she was like damn i do love him he must be the one therefore he can't die therefore he won't die right now and then he like didn't i guess it because was i was okay with it because it, it was, was okay. fulfilling it the was prophecy. all fucking awesome and it happened well, in the middle of like all the coolest shit ever it, well no it was also like it was very short-lived. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like this big overarching thing. It was just like, they talked about it a little bit. They kind of hinted at it. And then, like, when push came to shove, she had to step up to the plate. And that was her part of the prophecy. And we we're all good. Right. I had more of a problem with uh, Superman dying than Neo dying. So. Okay. Sure. But anyways, uh, so then uh, he gets up. He just absolutely starts laying waste to Agent Smith's. Pretty much. Well, they started shooting him, and he he stops the all the bullets. Yep. They're like, "Holy shit!" He does this thing where he puts his hand behind his back, and he's like checking his watch and shit while he's blocking every single thing that they do. He's leveled way up suddenly, and then he just dives into one of their chests and like rips them apart from the inside. The others run, and he assuming is, you're assuming he actually killed one too, right there. Yeah, which is like the first he, time you he actually won a fight against one of these agents. Which is also one of the cheesiest, I thought, like, cinematographer, like, poses where he kicked him in the chest and then, like, had his leg up high and then, like, pulled it way to his left and then mm-hmm. pulled it back down to his side. Yeah. But that, that was, was his, silly. like, training. That was cool. That was, like, his kung fu shit. But they're always but doing those poses and the kung fu the stuff. Point, the point of, like, the bullets was the callback to what Morpheus had told him earlier yeah. when he was training. And I'll, I'll yeah. be Neo. And he says, are you telling me I'll be able to dodge bullets. I'm telling you when the time comes, you won't have to. Mm, like Just that. Like that. Great line. Oh, so many great lines. It's pretty I mean, cool that you guys like, know that, all these lines. Oh, dude, so many were like, I think that honestly, the lines are some of the most memorable and well-written and best part of the movie. Like, Agreed. Like, you know, you've been looking for me for three years. I've been looking for you my whole life. Like, just cool stuff like that. Hell yeah. Damn. And it all fit together. Yeah. Yeah. So this was awesome. Um, loved this movie. He flies at the end, and that's really, like, yeah. it's just, like, He, like, damn. decides, like, he tries to figure out if he can fly. He can. And then 
the Rage Against the Machine song that we played earlier. It's kind of a cool ending. Banger. And then, ending. and then, uh, what's the next one called? Revolutions. Revolutions. Mm. No. Yeah. Matrix Reloaded. Oh yeah. Reloaded. Yep. 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 Mm. Can't say I'm excited. Yeah. It's gonna take. Uh, there's gonna be some really fun spectacle. Um, the story is gonna get really convoluted, really hard to understand. The story suffers significantly. And yep. there's gonna be a lot of cheesy stuff. Um. But I'm excited to see all of it as one and just like figure out the through lines that worked and try to understand it as a whole because it does make sense. You know, you have to read a goddamn, you know, 18 paragraph Reddit thread to get it. Um, but it does make sense. And so I want to try to get there. I just, that's what my main goal for this rewatch is, is to like, okay, maybe it's silly in some ways, but at least let me understand what it is. Yeah. Because find, it's find the meaning. You know, if you just watch yeah. it surface level, it makes sense and it's fine. But there's there's trying to be a deeper thread. So. Well, and and the other problem is is the first Matrix movie was so epic and yeah. so good. It's very hard to replicate that. It's like winning the World Series and you bring back the same roster, yep. and everyone's like, "Well, why aren't you as good as you were the last time? This yeah. is still yeah. the same it's thing." Because it's fucking lightning in a bottle, bro. It's very difficult. Yeah. So I'm excited. What's your uh, Rotten Tomato score on this movie. I'm I'm gonna be I'm going back to 1999. Me, okay, senior in high school. Watched this movie in the theater. W- walked out with my eyes wide open. Am I, I like, in the Matrix? What's happening? My whole worldview's changed. I went the next day to watch it again. <laughs> That's how much I loved it. That's and I wanted awesome. to fight anybody that came up to me. Is like, dude, I know kung fu. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, this is like a 94. Wow. For yeah, me. yeah. I mean, it is a banger of a okay. movie. I'm going to say it's a 92. Wow. Um, not because I, I think that I say 92 because I don't know if it came out right now, if I would think it was a 92, um, but because it's 22 years old and it holds up so well, I think it deserves a really high score. Okay, I'm going to go with 94 as well. Ryan, I like that. I was going to split the difference, but I, I think I want to agree with you. Um, if I went back to when I first saw it and gave it that score, it'd be 117. Agreed. So I'm trying to temper a little bit and bring it to like how I feel now. Um, one thing I liked about it as well is they were like, you know, you had that they had the really awesome scene with Morpheus and Agent Smith in the room, right? Kind of like telling him, You're, you know, the closest thing I can tell is humans are a virus, that whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Just awesome. Yeah, um, and he had taken out his earpiece. He takes out yeah. his earpiece. Yeah. It's like, all right, this is getting serious. And he's like... We said it in 1999 when human civilization peaked, and I'm thinking, actually, they kind of nailed that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> 22 years later, I'm looking back like, yeah, shit was actually like about as good as it ever was going to get, maybe. Uh, I was like, damn, I just got a PS1. Yeah. I don't know. When did PS1 come out? I'm not even sure. Sounds right. That was like 95. PS2. Yeah. Oh, name. PS2. PS2 was crazy. like 03, 02. Yeah. So, yeah, I just thought that was funny. They kind of nailed it. Dude, this movie was so fucking brilliant. They... They spend the first 40 minutes hyping up to something, some mystery that they're going to give you the answer to. And when they give you the answer, it's absolutely mind-meltingly awesome. It is one of the few times that they hype something up so much in a movie and it doesn't disappoint. Um, the, the premise is the coolest sci-fi premise of all time. It's flawless. Cooler than, than, than the Terminator. It's flawless. Which is like second, right? Where they, yeah. they're sending Terminators back in time to prevent the future. Uh, but then it just fuck got, yeah. that, that, that got too crazy. Well, yeah. this does too. <laughs> well, this does too. True. But um, I just, I, it's almost a perfect movie. Yeah, I loved it. All right, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have this week on the Nordies podcast. Go check out our sports cast where we talked Vikings 
disaster. Uh, we talked Wolves and their new jerseys, and uh, we talked about the Premier League. It was a lot of fun. Go check that out. Otherwise, until then, thank you guys for hanging out with us and listening to the Northeast Podcast.